listening to How I See It, hosted by Han. You guessed it, that's me. I am here to motivate and inspire you with guests from all different industries and backgrounds. So get ready for personal stories of success, of growth, full of highs and lows, and of course, unapologetic realness. This is How I See It. I'm so, so excited you guys are here. So thank you. We are so, so excited. excited to be here. I'm really, really thank happy. Thank you for having Hannah's us. This place, you guys, is stunning. Oh, it's so, so aesthetic. So, so aesthetic. So nice. um, I was actually thinking about, like, when did I meet Alyssa and Danielle? And I was like, oh, my gosh. It's been oh, so long. Oh, I actually long. remember the exact um, time I met you. When? when? It was our friend Riley's like brunch or something she had like a oh, brunch yes, and that yes, was yes. the first time I met you and yes, yes. I feel okay. like I met you before that though I might okay I was just gonna say you. that's not when I actually like met you in person for the first time okay, I met you in it? person it was a very brief conversation at blended oh, wine festival yes okay sorry if I like just by yelled, the waterfront like, I yes I remember that okay I was absolutely not there you were not there, there. <laughs> you weren't there for that I think I met you like in person at that igloo event that like oh dinner God. igloo dinner thing. With really? Do you remember that? I do remember that, Wait. but I don't know. I feel like we was fun. Like, was it? <laughs> I feel I like fun. we had a good igloo. Known each other for a while. No, and well, it all kind of blurs together for me. Well, so I have such a yeah. hard time like remembering the exact moment. The <laughs> crazy thing about all of these like encounters is that like we were all in such different places. Like mm-hmm. at this point, like I feel like over the pandemic, we all just grew in so many different ways. Yes. And yeah. it's Honestly, just crazy I, yeah. to look back. I agree with that. Yeah. I feel like everyone kind of grew from the pandemic when I think about it, just like in a different way. Like, yeah. You know, well, I feel like you guys had been um, influencing a little bit longer than me. And at that point, I feel like we were all kind of trying to make it full time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the podcast is all about storytelling, right? So I want to get love the that. full, I love story podcasts. Okay. So just start <laughs> from the beginning. Like how, okay. like you, you went to school. Have you, did you always think you were going to do social media? Like kind of no. walk so, us through that. Okay. So when I was in college, I vividly remember one of my friend's friends, she was a blogger at the time mm-hmm. and it was so unheard of. And I was in the business school and I was just like, why is she doing this? Like, there's no way she's going to make a living out of this. Like, why is she wasting her time? That's so weird. Um, and I just remember that for some reason, then obviously fast forward here I am. But when I was in college, this was not a thing. Like people posted on Instagram with the like Instagram filters and mm-hmm. it was just like sorority stuff. The, like actual filters. Like yes, the post the filters. Actual <laughs> filters. <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> On Instagram. Willow. <laughs> Juno. Yes. And yeah, so like in college, this did not cross my mind whatsoever. So after I graduated, I moved to San Diego and I w- was in the retail sales space. I was store manager. Um, and all of the people who worked under me, they were going to SDSU at the time. So it was like all these college girls. And one time this girl like showed me her friend's profile and I was like, oh my gosh, like that would be so cool to have followers. I don't know why I thought that was cool, but it was just like, oh, Mm -hmm. that would be so cool because these girls at SDSU had obviously tons of followers because they were like stunning, Mm -hmm. but probably in retrospect now, I realize it's all male followers. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, probably. But that's when it got me thinking where I was like, okay, Maybe I'll like try to do this Instagram thing because also funny too, when I was in college, I had a part-time job at Sunglass Hut and I was a, what was it called? A social media ambassador for Sunglass Hut. Oh my gosh. Has that That been a full circle yet? Have you worked with them? Not yet. I am manifesting (laughs) I was going to say we're manifesting that. I would love that um, because it would be full circle. So Yeah. yeah, I was like a social media ambassador for them. And so pretty much I would just like, take photos of myself wearing the sunglasses and post them on my Instagram where I had like 400 followers. Oh my gosh. I love that. So, but yeah, so I was a social media ambassador for them. And then I was with the company for a long time, like climbed that corporate ladder a little bit, Uh well not corporate, but retail. And then I was a manager out here and then I got a new job in outside sales and I thought that was going to be like my end all be all. Like that was my goal. I wanted to be in outside sales. Mm-hmm. I heard outside sales, you make so much money. There was so much potential commissions. I was like, perfect. I love this. It was with another sunglass company. So I was like, I know sunglasses. I love sunglasses. 
there's going to be money. Great. Let's do this. And it did not turn out to be that at all. It was so crazy how it wasn't. So in the meantime, I was focusing on my Instagram. I was like, okay, like I'll start taking outfit photos. Or at the time I was very like beachy boho vibes. So like photos at the beach and like summer and bikinis. And so meanwhile, are you still at this job? Yes. Okay. And I just started posting and kind of just started slowly growing, I guess. Nothing that I noticed. And then this company reached out to me and they wanted to give me a free t-shirt and I was so excited I remember getting that message in my dms and showing it to my now fiance and being like babe oh my gosh look at this dm like they want to send me a free t-shirt and all I have to do is post my instagram like (gasps) he was shocked I was shocked (laughs) I feel like we all have that moment that was my moment so I was like oh my gosh so obviously I did it posted my photo and my shirts they were so cute and I feel like that was kind of the moment where I was like okay like I want to kind of pursue this so and my fiance was also like wow I didn't even know this was a thing like so crazy that they want to send you a shirt for free like I don't get it like how do you run your business like that you know what I mean so fast forward a little bit and the company that I was now with um, was not going well. And I basically knew I was going to be let go. So I was just kind of preparing for that. So I started like going aggressively with my Instagram. Like I think at one point I was posting three times a day oh, and it oh was like, God, I do you remember, remember this? That. I would wake up at 5 a.m. I would post <laughs> my first post screaming. and then I would go back to sleep. <laughs> I think <laughs> like, did we all go through this like three and times no, a day posting that, thing? That was an and, era for sure. And it then was. I posted like at, a like noon. photo at noon. Yes, at noon, yes. at noon. <laughs> <laughs> and then I posted like. Seven noon and like yes. 5 p.m., 6 yes. p.m. Yep. But it was all the same outfit. So I had like the three like rows yeah. of like all the same. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because thank God for real covers. Right. Was this like scary for you or did like loot, like not having this job work out or was it like, actually like, I'm happy this isn't working out because this actually feels more right. Honestly, I feel like with this job, I had such high hopes for it that I felt so let down and I was so over it uh-huh. by the time that this was all happening and I was starting to grow. I mean, I was one of those girlies doing the courses and just trying to Mm -hmm. grow. And I'll admit, like I did one of those Amazon giveaways Mm -hmm. because like, that's what everyone was doing at the time. Like that's everyone's done a giveaway. Mm -hmm. Like those like big circle ones, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like that's how people we know to this day who have grown to where they are. They started with those giveaways Mm -hmm. and they would just pay and pay and pay money to like be in these giveaways and some of them were yeah. hundreds of dollars well and totally because back then instagram didn't really like check on that stuff i feel no. like you could never get away with doing something like oh that my now gosh, yes do not do that now but i definitely did one of those like i tried all the things to grow and i feel like by the time that i was let go of my job and went full-time i was at about 20k and so i was getting cool. like some paid partnerships it was like a couple hundred dollars if that but it was enough for me to be like okay like I will give this a shot let's do this for a couple months see what happens and honestly I didn't really have a backup plan because I wanted this to be my only option so I was like this is option a this is the only option like we are going to make this work and obviously want to be transparent with you guys like my now fiance was very supportive of it he was like I will help you out like let me know how to support you he's also an entrepreneur so he helped me like with all the business back end mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so that was really helpful yeah. and financially as well. And I think that's just a, an important part of the story to share because a lot of people think, or, oh, how do I get there? How do I do this? Like all these people are doing it. Like maybe they're not sharing exactly yeah. how they got there. So I think transparency is so important. So he did help me financially in the beginning. So like I think that also really helped push me to do it. Like yeah. if I wasn't dating him at the time, I don't know if I would have done it truly because I don't know if I would have had someone in my life like pushing for that we love a supportive king yes Yes. we do so very blessed and lucky and like so happy that he helped me with that and I feel like ever since then so that was 2019 literally at my sister's graduation was when I was let go I just remember that for some reason (laughs) um but yeah ever since then honestly it's just been like fully committed 
you know, the hustle, the grind, pitching and pitching and pitching and so many no's, no's, no's and truly just working so hard to get to where I am and hustling and going to the events and doing the things maybe I didn't want to do or, Mm -hmm. you know, putting myself out there, being uncomfortable and going to events alone to try to meet someone Mm -hmm. or network or who knows what opportunities Mm -hmm. come from that. And, you know, we talk about that a lot. So, yeah, I feel like that's kind of like my main story and now it's just ever since then just hustling growing keeping up with the trends instagram's literally always changing and adapting (laughs) to that i feel like at the beginning i was so against change like i remember when stories came out i was like no i am never using stories (laughs) snapchat only like i hate that instagram is copying snapchat and then literally now i don't even use snapchat and oh yeah no. i am obsessed with stories mm-hmm. so i feel like having an open mind now has been so helpful whereas at the beginning i was like so against change and i yeah. feel like that'll just set you back these days people don't realize like the hustle and grind like no and it, there's like arguments on tiktok all the time about like how um influencers will argue that our like job is harder like that's not even what I'm trying to say the point is that people don't realize like the yeah. work that goes in there's no competition between like jobs it's, it's more yeah, so like the grind you don't, like turn off there's no I off. feel like it's obviously hard to find that balance totally balance is very hard in this industry but I do want to say like I feel so just like blessed in that mm-hmm. what's it the lucky girl mm-hmm. yes lucky girl syndrome, syndrome. Lucky girl syndrome that like I'm doing a job that I'm so passionate about and that I love that if I wasn't getting paid to do it I would still be doing it and I just literally love it so much it's again like I said my passion it lights my soul on fire I get so happy I love fashion in general I love the history like I just love everything about this industry this is literally my dream job Mm -hmm. so yeah I feel so blessed like to just be able to do this and like I think all of us have worked really really hard to like Mm -hmm. get where we are and balance is hard but and people will be like how do you just keep doing it and it's like I couldn't if I didn't love it like I absolutely love it and it's like that's what you have to ask yourself when you're making that transition from part-time to full-time like is this what you want to be doing because Mm -hmm. it is a lot and like you Mm -hmm. said people don't realize how much goes into it and if you're not willing to put your all into it you're probably not going to make it that far People ask all the time, like how to do this. I mean, you guys Mm -hmm. host a podcast, like how to do this job. (laughs) And I think that people don't realize like one, like you have to be fired up about it. Like it has to be your passion. It has to be your heart and soul. Not only is it your self brand, Mm -hmm. but it's a business. And I think people miss that a lot about our job. Like it's a business. People just have this preconceived notion. They have judgment. They don't know what it is or understand it, Mm -hmm. which is another hard thing you have to deal with, especially like with family oh my or gosh. like friends <laughs> yeah. you grow up yeah. with who they yeah. just don't really get it Mm-mm. and I feel like that's why you have to be so confident in what you're doing yes. like you need to treat it as a business even when even if you're not full-time like what I did when I started like it was always same as you like there was no plan b like yeah. after I had like moved into just doing this and pitching hundreds and hundreds of brands and trying to do it like there was no other option you have to treat it like a business if you want it to be your business. Like exactly. you can't like expect it, it to just happen. Fake it till you make it yeah. mentality because mm-hmm. I could never envision myself now in an office from nine to five every day. I oh my gosh, literally no. would go crazy. No. So how does, what does that look like for you guys? Cause that's another thing. Like it looks different for everyone. Like how you do your schedule. Yeah. I feel like it's hard to create a structured schedule every day with this job. And you definitely learn as you go. Totally. Absolutely. Because honestly, I'm still learning because I feel like I'm just working because my husband, that is so weird to say, honestly, (laughs) but, um, it's like, I start work before he even goes to work. And then you're working throughout the like nine to five day. And Mm -hmm. then he comes home, but then it's time for me to edit my reels and then post yep. at like yeah. 6 p.m., 7 p.m. And then it's like you're engaging until like the end of the night. So it's like and then I post my TikTok, if I remember, at like yeah. seven. So it's just it's kind of crazy because it is all day. But I feel again, like I try to not have a super hard set schedule unless mm-hmm. we have like specific events we're going to or whatever. Totally. So like Mondays are my admin days. Like I know what I need to get done. I write my lists down. I do all my like emails, sending in content, editing, kind of just getting ready for the week, like trying to draft content to get it ready, like, like to know it, or like you said, TikTok, just kind of see. And then 
I feel like usually event days are Tuesdays or shoot days. We'll usually mm-hmm. shoot or do events. So I just, I know that's going to happen. Sometimes it's so funny. I get so tired at 2 p.m. I don't know what this is, but I will <laughs> literally take a nap from like 2 to 4 because I cannot be productive. <laughs> <laughs> it's Love that. so weird. <laughs> and I just like, I'll just sit there and not do anything. And I know that about myself. So I'm like, I'm not going to try to force something that I can't focus on that. I'm not going to do a good job right now because my mind is not here. So I'll go do something else, go on a walk, take a nap, watch a TV show, whatever. And then I come back to it. Like you said, well, dinner, I love to eat dinner at like five o'clock. Fun fact about me. I love an early dinner. (laughs) I know that's like, most people are not like that. So she's a happy hour gal. Yeah. Yeah. No, what's, what's it called with like all the old people eat at like 5 PM at restaurants. Like the senior hour. What's that called? Oh yeah. We'll do that. And then like you said, I feel like I will do my reel, post that around like 6 30, 7 o'clock and engage. But we like watch TV at the end of the night. So mm-hmm. like I'm on my phone kind of just doing that while like my fiance is watching a show and like he had, doesn't have an issue with that. And like, yeah, yeah it's how we like- end the night. I guess it's different every day, but like not really. For me, I don't have like set days for things because it's just not how my brain works. Like I can't stick to something like that because I'm too, I'm so like scatterbrained. And that's what's interesting about this industry is like everyone has a different. Sometimes events will be so last minute. They'll be like, oh, can you come tomorrow? And you're like, I guess. And in LA, we're all San Diego girlies. Oh yeah. So we have to drive to LA if there's events. So I'm like you, like I don't do like set hard schedules. I know I'll get my stuff done. I'll write down when I have hard things that I need to do, appointments, events, deadlines, whatever. But other than that, like I know where I need to fit in my other stuff. Yeah. And I feel like for if you're new to this, like t- trial and error is going to be your best friend to figure out what works. Because I remember my first day, I was like, what do I do? Like, Yeah, you, you have to try things. <laughs> you have to try different things. You are just, I mean, how long? It, I've been I've been doing it since 2017. I went full time in 20 end of 2019 beginning of 2020 how long have you been doing this full-time now so 2019 2019 was when I so it's been like officially how long went mine was 2020 2020 it's been like three four years yeah so I feel like I'm oh, just yes, now getting a grasp exactly like it takes time it yes. takes trial and error and you it's your business and like your self-brand mm-hmm. and so you need to figure out like what works for mm-hmm. you because what works for me is not going to work for you and what exactly. works for you is not going to work for me. I'm not a big organized person but I need to somehow get situated in my schedule yeah. so I actually I have like yeah. <laughs> dude I don't you know me I'm it's not like thing. as into the horoscope thing but yeah. like it makes it's like no. scatterbrain yeah ADHD so I have like the month the calendar yeah the big one yeah, and then the I have picture. the big picture and then I have the week picture and then I have the day-to-day I'm screaming. you have all of those yes oh it's like a thing. So I'll pull from like the month to the week and then I'll pull from the week to the day to try and like get as See, much. See, I feel like for me that's down. a little overwhelming. Like I don't think I look at the month picture. I just have my week and as things come up, I like I put my pencil them calendar. in. And then I can visually see my week and like, I don't need to worry about next week. Like we're just focused on no, this yeah, week totally. and getting everything done. The yeah. big one is like a glance. The That's week like my like, Google calendar. I can't Love do my, that. Oh my God. Once you get into the habit, I swear I to God, it'll change your no, life. No, I seriously can't. No, I've like, tried. So you've been full, Danielle, you've been full time since 2020. Yeah, is that what you said? Okay. Give it to job. us. My story is different because I thought I was one of a kind. This is my favorite story <laughs> on the planet, you guys. Okay. I love when she She's tells one of a kind. story. Um, okay, well, from the very beginning, let me like go all the way back. Like Please. when I was a little girly, like in middle school, I was obsessed with YouTube. Mm-hmm. For all the people listening who know the OGs, like I, I think I started watching like Shane Dawson he's a funny he's yeah okay and then but then it branched out into he's a conspiracy guy right yeah okay it but then like I found I found the beauty guru fashion girly like YouTube space like I Juicy Star 07 all that glitters Mac bar I forget the names like they were so funny but like I loved the YouTube girls and I just wanted to be them so bad I had an eye touch and I would make like videos on my own, like just for fun. I literally didn't post them anywhere. We need I just, to find like, those. Love to like talk about things. Yeah, like 
I would I would be like I got this blush like I'm gonna try it for you and like I remember my sister found it with her friend one day and like they made fun of me for so long but their Instagram wasn't a thing at this point Mm-mm. it was only YouTube and I never thought I would be that girl to like put myself out there like you know fast forward to college um Instagram was out and I just like I had so many clothes like I just loved clothes I loved fashion always and I just had so my entire closet had the tag still on it and my <laughs> now husband is like literally what are you doing with these clothes like you have nowhere to wear them I had nowhere to wear them because where I went to school nothing was around I didn't have like anything to wear these clothes to but like it was an like it, that was art to me where it was, were like, you a getting freedom them of expression okay like nasty gal like okay that. okay like yes, nasty gal boohoo like you know mm-hmm. those stores because I was like anyways Charlotte you know, Ruth. You know we still love Charlotte Ruth. what a throwback um, literally so I was like okay I'm just gonna post them on my Instagram like oh my god this is like a one-of-a-kind idea I thought this was so original I literally had no idea there was a world out there like I had absolutely <laughs> no clue I thought she literally guys, thought she, she thought you thought like, you made up I being a fashion I influencer she was the only one <laughs> yeah I thought I was the only fashion blogger like I'm not even kidding I was so naive so I went to school in NorCal and I live in San Diego so my nine-hour drives wait what yeah so I would like drive back and forth like during breaks you know for college what? oh for college like breaks like you go home okay, okay, okay. Break. okay i'm like so- every day no 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 oh my god no okay it's like for breaks um i thought of this idea like in this drive because i would like go insane six hours in talking to myself i was like okay i'm gonna pretend i'm in an interview which is so funny that we're doing this because ah! this is like what i would talk about in my car anyways um so i made up my first blog was called wild souls and Ooh. I you had, spell wild with a Y? Yes. <laughs> Stop. Yes. Wait, how did you know that? I think you've that seen that. That was the account. vibe. No. So, like, I had my personal Instagram and then my fashion blog Instagram. Like, there, I had two different Your wild ones. Souls my wild Instagram. souls. Like, I would, like, post and, like, people in college, like, definitely thought I was kind of weird. Um, <laughs> and, oh, my God. I remember my first collab ever was KSAP. They, like, sent me a case, and I was, like, so excited. Anyways, then I found out about my first blogger I ever found out about, which, like, my name, I took inspo from the name, obviously, but was We Were What, mm-hmm. Danielle Bernstein. Loved mm-hmm. her. That was the first time I found out there was a whole world out there. And so I came back to San Diego after I graduated college, and I feel like it kind of took off from there because there's such a good community in San Diego. Mm-hmm. That's where I met Alyssa for the first time, like, in 2018. I think I went to my first event. So That's I okay. like came back, started doing full force with the, the whole blog thing. I had my nine to five up until, which was in marketing. Fucking hated it. Sorry. Are we allowed to cuss? On yeah, this? Okay. of course. I did that job. Um, I literally So at this have, point you're doing, so you graduated college. Yes, you're marketing yeah. full time, working Not for a marketing, marketing company. Marketing. It's like, like, it was marketing ad tech. It was yeah, like programmatic, like running, okay. ads. running ads. So boring. So I not no like creativity. So at this point, were you trying to go full time with Instagram and just doing this I'm, simultaneously? Or did you just like, think I you guess, could do, yeah. you were going to do both? No. Yeah, I did. I always like from a very young age, I knew I never wanted to work nine to five. Yeah. Like I always knew I wanted to work for myself. So yeah, it was always in the back of my head. I didn't necessarily think it would happen how it did, mm-hmm. but I just like, honestly, thank God I had a job I hated because it just made things so much easier for me. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, fl- gonna quit. Like, but obviously that was hard. I had a photo album in my phone saved um, called Me Crying at Work. And <laughs> I literally still have it to this day. I compiled all the photos of me having mental breakdowns about how much I hated my nine to five. Oh my and God. And that was what helped me quit my job. Love that. And I was so scared. I literally had, I think I had 60K when I quit my job. I was like, I think we talked about it. I remember right before you were going to do it, someone was having, I think Ruby was having her event for her jewelry line. And you were like, I think I'm going to do it. I I think I'm going to go full time. And I was like, do it. I was so scared. (laughs) But then like, obviously we were, me and Alyssa were so close. Like she was, I would literally leave my nine to five at 3 PM. She would pick (laughs) me up. up. (laughs) She would pick me up from work, like from my nine to five in Sorrento Valley. And then we would go straight to LA. It was just like, it just, yeah, I got to a point where it didn't make sense anymore. Then COVID hit, quit my job was so literally have never once ever looked back or ever questioned it. Like, yeah, 
Oh my god! If you're thinking about it, that's your sign. I was looking desperately for a sign. Oh, also, you put yeah. it in your calendar that you were gonna like quit. Oh my god! How did I forget this? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So yeah. Also, See, this is why we have best friends on the <laughs> yeah. podcast. Like uh, me and Aly- okay, Alyssa and I were shooting one day, and I was just so I would always talk about it, and so yeah. she would. I forget how this happened. I think you were like, you should put it in your like, phone. Yes. Yes, you said that, and then I was like, okay. And then I ended up putting it for 11-1-1-1-1 unintentionally. I had no idea I put it for 111. It that was November 1st and I said I was going to quit my job. And ev- I didn't I kind of forgot about it and then everything lined up for me to quit. It was like literally crazy on Halloween. Your husband, but boyfriend at the time, he like had lost his job yes. like a month before. So you're yeah, like, was crazy. I can't quit if he doesn't have a job. Yeah. And then yeah. he randomly got, got a, job a new the job next week. <laughs> yeah. And so I ended up quitting. If it's Halloween. supposed to align, it always does. Yes. And that's something it's I've true. learned through all of this. Cause I mean, our job is like very like not stable, like no. ever. And you kind of have to like live in that, like, and be okay with it. To embrace but that. I, even with starting the podcast and like starting the blog and going full time, it's like, it should, it will feel right. Does it feel scary? Yes. But, but that's I've, when you grow. Yeah. And I've mm-hmm. always felt that way. Like if you feel uncomfortable and like scared, like it's probably a good sign you're, you're on to something. Right. I have never felt like comfortable on the brink of really big change and success no. in my life. Like everything. Uh, I actually like want to start a TikTok series. Um, so I know that like I do something every day that scares me because I swear to God, that's how you grow. And that's how you like evolve as a human. That's so crazy. You, know? you say that because I was talking to this couple last night that I'm like mutual friends with. Mm-hmm. And I was telling them about the podcast and mm-hmm. how like, I'm just not someone to be scared and mm-hmm. I am a little, but not really scared, more just like intimidated to like learn something new, try something new because one, I mean, it's just uncomfortable. Change mm-hmm. is always uncomfortable, but again, that's how, you know, it's yeah. right. But also I've just always been that person that doesn't like to do things that I'm not good at. Like that I like literally how I, am. yeah, I like to be like, you don't want to not be good yes, at something. I, yeah. I find it a little embarrassing. Maybe it's from my childhood. Like my like family's very competitive. Fail. Like I don't like yeah. to fail. And I, I feel like, I don't want to say like, I don't fail. Like everyone fails, but like I usually like try to like be realistic about things yeah. that I know I'm good at what I'm not good at. I will stay away from like games I'm not good at or like, yeah, like whatever. You're putting yourself in a position. Totally. To totally. And see, it's only embarrassing if you think it's embarrassing and like, that's kind of my motto right now. Yeah. Like it's like uh, people don't care. It's only you. You're yeah. High, but totally. Yeah. I think that's like a big, a biggie with this, like starting this too, 100%. is like, you cannot care about, like, no one is going to understand what you're doing, especially in the beginning too. Cause it's like, people aren't going to understand your vision. People don't live in your head. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, your vision, you know what you're supposed to do. Like if you're doing it, then like, let them watch, you know, yeah. like let them watch the journey. We talk about this, like the barrier to entry of this industry and job is to get over that hill, but a lot of people can't. And so I feel like that's what stops a lot of people from doing this full time because like you're mm-hmm. so worried about what other people are saying and mm-hmm. you know thinking about you and like you're gonna fail like truly and mm-hmm. you, you build thick skin along the way and then it won't even bother you but a lot of people stop at that initial like oh this is really uncomfortable it's like two things it's either you stop because of that mm-hmm. or you stop because it doesn't happen quick enough yeah oh my gosh true this that's so the thing true. that really gets to me these days yep. because <laughs> All these people like blow up on TikTok and then they blow up on Instagram and then they have like a really good month or however many months and then their engagement goes down to like norm what would be normal. Yeah. They think like they're it's doing bad. so mm-hmm. bad. And I'm like, hello, like we've been here since 2018. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes. Welcome like they don't even know. Yeah. And it's also it's very interesting because I feel all of us like in the beginning when we first started slash when we were growing and became full-time like none of us really had like a big blow-up moment I know no, that it was I know that you guys grew like recently like after you'd already hit like 100k and were full-time you have to be in it for the long game mm-hmm. if you're totally. trying to get quick followers quick cash quick brand deals like it just it does not work well, like that it's not normal either I feel like no. people think like it's oh so I'm not blowing up blah 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 like what am I doing wrong and I'm like nothing that's not normal right. it's very rare right. that yeah. you would just blow up overnight and it's really hard to like not compare yourselves totally. to the people that you know who do, do blow, blow up, up overnight mm-hmm. but it's it's not normal it's like you have to work really really hard to do it and 
that's where you lose most people. I feel like we've been talking about how like this is your business. You have to treat it like a business. And like a lot of just businesses in general aren't successful until they're like third or fourth year in business. So imagine with this, if you're successful in your first or second year, that's amazing. This is when it all goes back to like, this is a business. This isn't about getting famous. This This isn't about like having tons of followers. This is about like making an impact one, like being successful at whatever your mission is, like whatever Mm -hmm. your, whatever your goal is as an influencer. Mm -hmm. And then also like actually influencing, like it doesn't matter. You could have like literally 200 followers, but if they all buy something, like you've got a serious audience on your hands. Obviously with this industry, you have to accept like there's going to be $0 months. And then there's going to be months that literally you you make more than you could have dreamed of like in one Mm -hmm. month. Um, and you kind of have to roll with that roller coaster. Realistically, I feel like as long as you have kind of you take a step back and you see more of the bigger picture, as long as you have enough to pay your bills on a monthly basis, yeah. you're saving money, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. like you're good. And if you have a bad month, then like you have a bad month. Everyone has bad months. Totally. And yeah. then when you have a good month, be smart about it. Don't just blow it all, obviously. Like yeah. save for those rainy months yeah. so that you have that cushion. And then once you kind of get into that routine and pattern, you feel fine. Totally. You're like, oh, is yeah. a month? Like that sucks. But like, I can't control that. Yeah. So I will obviously like change some things or try something new next month. But like, I'm good. Yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. I yeah. definitely had a good savings account before I quit because I kept seeing people say that mm-hmm. and definitely glad that I did. Yeah. It like helps with that anxiety because I feel like totally. a lot of people deal with that financial anxiety because again you're not getting a paycheck every two weeks mm-hmm. and like no I used to love that I would get so excited my money was going to hit my bank account now I it doesn't even bother me I love when I get paid by a brand because I'm like oh a nice chunk yep that's more than I got paid at my other job you start to learn this thing learn these things and this is what we were talking about like the longer you do it like you start to learn like how do I keep track of my money like how do I do this and now I feel like there's tons and tons of resources like you can oh actually like take gosh, classes there are so many but when we resources. started there wasn't there was, no, there was literally nothing everyone was like literally gatekeeping, gatekeeping not no talking one about how much anything. you got paid like it was there literally was just like no fend for yourself. Yeah, there was no transparency. No one talked about this stuff. Yeah, no, not at all. And so I feel like there is something special, I guess, going off of what we've talked about. Like there is something special about like how long it did take us to grow. Mm-hmm. I think like, yes, at times it is frustrating when like, obviously for everyone, we're human when you want something and you don't get it quick enough. Right. Like, mm-hmm. That's just human nature. But like, I feel like I have learned like so much from doing this for so long and so slowly, like the people who just blow up overnight, like maybe they can like hire help quickly and like figure it out. But like, you're just thrown from like zero to a hundred. And I think there is something. It's like they didn't really go through like the growing pains of the business and figuring out the ins and outs yourself and like, Mm -hmm. you know, all of that stuff, which is fine. Again, like we said at the beginning, everyone's journey and everyone's story is different, but I feel like the way that we've gone about it and experienced all three of us is like, it's given us a really good foundation so that when we do have those bad months, slow months, low engagement, like we're fine. Totally. We know it'll get better. We know it's a roller coaster. It goes up you and it goes down it. and we're good. I literally remember like it was so exciting. I think the first when I hit like 5,000 followers and my photo hit a thousand likes for the first time, I was like yeah. freaking out. Yeah. No, and totally. like now sometimes engagement days are really bad and mm-hmm. sometimes they're good, but like. It, it is, is what, what it is. is. Me and Danielle went to go get coffee and we were talking about how like you just kind of have to roll with these like weird engagement things. Like yeah. even when you're to a point where you're full time or you're over 200K, you're over 100K, like those feelings do not go away. And I feel yes. like that's a harsh reality. Literally, yeah, you, you think, think it's going like, to go away. Once you hit these crazy milestones, uh-huh. like the just gates of heaven are going to be open to you. You, you think, don't have to worry. You think, oh my gosh, I just hit 100K. Yeah. All these brands are going to reach out to me. I'm going to make no, so much money. Insane. My engagement is going to like go through I'm the never going to have to worry yes. about my engagement. And then literally you like hit that number and none of those things happen. And you're like, oh. I thought <laughs> when I hit 100K, like brands were going to be flooding my inbox Same. and I was going to be literally like just rolling in the so, dough. <laughs> yes. Like so many offers in my inbox, but no, that doesn't happen. It, you hit it in silence and like you have to celebrate that with yourself. And I feel like that's, yeah. And then you keep grinding. Reality, you know? no, totally. And I think that's something that's like missing from our industry. And I feel like lucky to be one of the people you guys are some of the people. I think there's a lot more people that are coming forward about it, like about the actual, like realistic 
like life goals, like milestones of influencers. Mm -hmm. People think that like, oh, like they have so many followers, like they must not have to stress or like they get all this stuff or they don't have to put in the work or like even some months that we're talking about, like you may not sign enough deals. You may have to do like content creation on like way more content creation on the side. Mm -hmm. I have friends who like have had to get like part-time social media Mm -hmm. management positions. Like people don't realize like the real side to like what happens behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. I mean, we were even talking about like hiding likes in general, like that feature coming Oh my gosh, yeah. It's honestly, honestly, I love it now because... I remember at first we were so against it. Yeah, we were so against against it. it. We're like, oh my... Well, okay, at first we were against it because it was forced, but now it's... We have the choice. And I love having the choice Mm -hmm. because we were talking about this, but I, for my mental health, I like to turn them off for 24 hours because if I'm paying attention too closely to that number, it will like... It used to determine how my day went like I would either have a really good day I would feel worthy I would feel enough and then if I if I had bad engagement I literally I I mean obviously like your mood so, goes down yeah, your mood goes down and it's hard to it's your job so it's yeah. like it's hard to like just not think that way but I really like not looking at my insights for the first 24 hours just so I can like not allow that to determine how my day goes it goes back to and this is what I was talking to you about with like my new year's resolutions like it's like our ego like Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day like if the money is still coming in the deals are still coming in like brands are loving your content like it doesn't matter yeah it doesn't if you get these likes or whatever like there's people with thousands and thousands of likes who maybe aren't even signing like as many deals as you are like it doesn't matter but there's something about this industry that has created this like side of like validation Mm -hmm. that like really feeds the ego because I mean even with events I feel like I went to everything and I love it like networking is fun I think that going forward I'm gonna like evaluate like who's gonna be there is there someone I want to connect with like brand wise like Mm -hmm. what's going on but I feel like I started to just go especially towards the end of the year just to go like because I didn't want to feel left out or I didn't want people to think I wasn't invited Mm -hmm. and then I ended up burning out like way quicker and I probably could have actually made more Mm -hmm. money by the end of the year if I had more time to pitch I feel like that's something everyone has to go through but yeah the ego that'll kill you in this industry no yeah Mm -hmm. because it hurt I mean it does hurt like if you like put your heart and soul into a shoot and it just doesn't do well um but I think there's a point where you finally just realize like this is actually out of my control. Like people aren't Mm -hmm. like not liking me. Yes. And I am worthy regardless. Yeah. Okay. That is the man. That is the mantra you have to say every day. I'm worthy regardless. I'm enough. I'm whole. I'm worthy. I know. And it sounds dramatic, but it's not because think about it. Like you're getting like tons of tons and tons of validation every single day. I just filmed a TikTok about this this morning. I realized in my life, I, this was very subconscious, but I was seeking validation from my from outside sources because I was getting we get this huge dopamine hit of an overload of validation in the morning when we post and it's not normal like normal people don't get that you know like normal people don't get thousands okay hundreds of comments in the morning saying like oh my god you're beautiful you're so perfect like stunning like it's great but it's like we have to understand (laughs) that like it's not normal and no. if you let that hit your ego too hard or if you come from you know your inner child if sh- if your inner child is not healed and they lacked that validation yeah. that will be very detrimental to you and so for me that was the case and I started attracting these very codependent friendships and kind of toxic relationships not from like not my husband but like literally just all my friendships not okay let me clarify this. This not all of them. There were a good amount that it's were coming control. in. I know. Sorry. I need to like, obviously Alyssa's not, but like there were a lot just coming in that became so codependent and toxic, but it was because I had to like check myself and I was like, do I like this person or do I like the validation that they're giving me? And it was the validation. And I realized it stemmed from you're constantly chasing that dopamine hit from all of the validation we're mm-hmm. getting when we post in the morning, you're chasing it throughout the day. If you were if you're not in check with yourself, it'll leak into other parts of your life. And that's when you have to separate the likes from the business in this industry. Like if you want to be successful, you have to get to the point and really focus. Like when you post something, like are you posting it because you love it? And -hmm. when you get to that point and you only post content that you love, you stop caring about how it does. And then once you can get there, you post it, hide the likes, whatever, 
and just let it do its thing and if it mm-hmm. doesn't do well like yeah it kind of sucks but at the end of the day like you loved the photo you loved the outfit you were really proud of it and that's literally what matters and if you inspired one person you've literally done your job and I think that's where it goes back to like I think I really learned this lesson the last year and a half because I definitely feel like before like a year ago year and a half ago I, it definitely would have like shook me mm-hmm. I think now it's more of just like separating business from the ego am I still getting business is the business still like successful like am I able to pay right, my like bills we take business things personally yeah and you have to yes and yeah. it's separate like the only reason why I'm upset right now if the business is doing fine is because my ego is hurt the bl- the lines are so blurred between totally. our business and our life because our business is our like literally lifestyle like we film what we're doing like our entire life is our business. So it's hard to not feel like a failure when your business is quote unquote, you feel like it's failing, you know? I feel like our whole goal also with the podcast and just like, I don't know, everything is just being more transparent transparent in the industry just because totally. we didn't have that when we were starting. And so I mm-hmm. think it's really, yeah, the uh, we would have loved, come a long way. Yes, it's come a long way. We would have loved when we were starting out to have something like this. I have promised from the beginning to like always keep it real. Yeah. Always. Mm-hmm. I feel I'm like you have to be. because yeah, you the do. trust of your audience is so important. The second you lose it, you have nothing. Nothing. Like yeah. that's literally totally the people. So it's like there's no point. And I feel like, you know, in the spirit of transparency, we've all taken that one collab that we totally. probably shouldn't have. And then you feel like really bad after it. But then mm-hmm. I feel like you learn that lesson. You're like, mm-hmm. OK, that made me feel really bad. I'm not going to do that again. My yes. audience knew that was so fake. I'm so embarrassed. Yeah. But it was a good learning <laughs> lesson. And then you literally don't do it again. Yeah, like yeah. learning to like say no to money is like a big it's lesson crazy. you learn. It's so crazy because you're like at the end of the day, you're like, this is so much money for what I'm doing. Yeah. But then it's like, does it align? Mm-hmm. Are we energetically yes. aligned? Is, do we have the aligned. same goals? Like, will my audience feel like this is authentic and at the end of the day if it's a no you have you just have to say yeah because no. like, money it's not worth it money comes and it goes mm-hmm. and one door closes your audience another doesn't one open. come back mm-hmm. if they decide to unfollow <laughs> they're gone, they're gone. <laughs> yeah. money will come back no, and it yeah. is hard in the moment to say no to things but we've yeah. learned like if you say no and you close the door to something that's not in alignment something so much better will come always always and that it really is always how it works so I feel like a lot of this industry too is all about just practice and going through Mm -hmm. it and trying things just like if you're having a bad engagement day post a different type of content just to see if it does well because who cares if your engagement's already low might Mm -hmm. as well try something new what are some tips that we haven't mentioned so far that you would give to someone who has been trying to get into the influence content creation game Mm -hmm. they've kind of already started I think a lot of people have already talked about like how to start like doing this but more so like some concrete things that people can do to actually turn this into like a Mm full-time position maybe they're already working a different job and having to do this at the same time maybe they just don't know how to take the leap like what's something that comes to mind I would say consistency is like the biggest thing and that might sound cliche but truly like stick with it Mm -hmm. whatever consistent looks like for you even if it's you know three to if you can make it three times a week to daily I don't know whatever is consistent for you stick with it hold yourself accountable because your audience isn't gonna just appear overnight like you need to be consistent with what you're putting out there think about what you know what type of content you want to put out there what type of person you want to show up as online and just stick with it because it's gonna get hard your engagement is going to be shit sometimes but like staying consistent and getting through that I promise you will be so worth it and you will find so much um reward from doing that and like growth in the industry what about you so if I had to pick one thing it's one of my mantras is you don't get what you don't ask for in life and I feel like this is an industry where you can't just sit back and wait for things to happen or expect things to happen or expect someone to give it to you like you have to go out and get it you have to hustle like if you're not pitching a brand someone else is and like you can't just sit there and expect the brands to just pitch you especially I feel like now like there are a lot of creators and there's definitely space for more as long as you show up as your yeah, you're not the self. original <laughs> I know PSA <laughs> everyone you, yeah. if you didn't know start pitching it's not weird no like it I actually blows my mind that people don't pitch if you were working at a marketing firm and you had to get clients 
are you going to wait for the clients to come to you? Right. Or are you yeah. going to go pitch clients? And because people will be like, oh, well, how do you ask for payment then if you're pitching them? Would the marketing company going to <laughs> yeah. pitch their partner ask them to like tell them that they would do it for free yeah. because they're pitching them and they're not coming to them? No. I understand like, the hesitation at first, but like totally. you just have to push through and you're going to get that no eventually. It's going to sting. You're going to get so many no's. You're going to get, get more so no's, no's than yes. And then you're just going to build but that then, tough skin. when you get that yes, it feels so, so good. good. You've worked so hard. You've yeah. earned it. Yeah. Well, and it all goes back to like, this is a business like mm -hmm. treat it as I feel a like business. a lot of people miss that and I love that you keep saying that because I don't think a lot of people have that mindset mm -hmm. around it yeah. it's something that's very emotional and I feel like in a way you kind of have to pull the emotions out and pull like your personal tie to it out a little bit and take it from a business perspective you know yeah. set business goals have a business plan have a business strategy like set yourself up that way so that you you're even setting yourself up mm -hmm. for success that way because then you feel like a legit business totally. like you deserve to be paid and when brands say they don't want to pay you you walk away without a second thought I will accept gifting slash posting without payment very rarely mm -hmm. but it's usually big brands that i would buy yeah on my right. own or a brand Agreed. that you genuinely love and want to build a relationship exactly. and mm -hmm. see if it's worth it again something that maybe you already buy yeah whatever or yeah. maybe it's like you know one of the higher and nicer brands that like yeah, oh, like if i was already really gonna nice. buy it yeah and posting it yes sure like i will if you were already gonna buy it yes and like, it's okay truly. to let brands know that you don't feel like the deal that they're offering is mutually beneficial and you know unfortunately yeah. it's not aligned with you at the moment but like you and can totally circle back okay. if their you're budget not, changes yes. or whatever yeah. you're not going to burn the bridge and that's I yes. think the number one thing people get are afraid worried. about they yeah, think I that they're going to like, come back yes it's just all like, be polite like remember yeah. you are talking to another human yeah. on the other side of the screen so don't burn bridges like PR reps move yes. PR firms totally. all oh, the yeah. time but yeah. it's like you can still stand up for yourself in a respectful way they're literally getting the same email from other people. Like, yeah, they're not upset about it. Like, and also you know? on that note, negotiation is the same thing. It's very normal. I feel like people are afraid to negotiate because yeah. they feel like they'll lose the deal when negotiation is literally part of the whole process. Yeah. If you yeah. don't negotiate, they probably are like, whoa, OK, that was easy. You know, yeah, we've all learned that the hard way. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, yeah. Like, and then like and then you, you talk, talk to, to your friends and, and you're like, like, oh, they paid me like a thousand more or something like that. And you're like, yeah. well, you're yeah. like, ouch, that's <laughs> yeah. no. But I think pitching is like a huge we could do a whole episode on pitching because mm -hmm. I mean, it's that's how you that's how you grow. And that's yeah, how you exactly. build it's the like roster it, of clients. in corporate world. That is called business development. Yeah. Yeah. It is awesome. very normal. Mm -hmm like yeah, that's is. what people do so if you're not pitching you should be pitching well and yeah. I guess that all goes back to like you need to be doing this because you're confident that you want to do this and mm -hmm. that you can do this as a business because if you have that confidence like it is not weird to like pitch yourself you're essentially sending like a, a like a resume of like what your analytics look like mm -hmm. who you've worked with and you're telling them that you're interested in working with them any freelancer any contractor any self-employed person pitches themselves it's not yeah. just like an influencer thing it's a very common yeah. thing that's and that's so how people get clients so it's not weird that you're doing for. that. <laughs> yeah. So you don't get what you don't ask for in life. Exactly. Period. I love that. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, the podcast is called How I See It. My whole brand is so about cute. unapologetically just being yourself. And you're so good at that yourself. because Thank I you. obviously yeah, knew that, that Thank that was you. your tagline. Yeah, I was like, oh, the that. word unapologetic literally reminds me of Hannah. Thank you so much. That <gasps> means a lot. But like, how do you see all of this? Like, how do you see your journey and like what you've done and what you're going to try to do? Mm-hmm. How I see it basically is if you this might sound harsh. I love it. <laughs> I'll just <laughs> keep it Capricorn. real. <laughs> but basically how I see it is if you want something in life, whether it's professional, personal, whatever it is, you have to go out and get it. And you're the one who is responsible for yourself. So if you want to be a full-time content creator, then you need to make it happen. You cannot be relying on other people to do it for you. And I feel like that's just how life really is in general with everything not just like you don't want to feel bad about yourself because like you don't know like you have to truly know what you want and go for it and I feel like that's how you're successful in life yeah mm -hmm. no one's gonna do the work no for you. and you're your biggest cheerleader you're your biggest advocate if something doesn't feel right trust your gut like 
it truly at the end of the day is all you and you have to realize that and accept it. And I feel like a lot of people aren't willing to do that. They want to deflect. They want to blame other people. They don't want to accept their own responsibility for their success. And I feel like that's a huge roadblock. So if you can get over that and truly just chase what you want to make it happen, like you will make it happen. I love that. Mic drop. Actually, Hannah, this actually completely ties back to you I actually talk about this all the time on our podcast and like in general okay okay so one time we were at an event together and Mm -hmm. you said this stuck with me literally this is literally her favorite quote no truly you're like I keep saying my mantra at this event because by the way you guys like Paris Hilton was at this event like I don't (laughs) know how we got invited to this event I'm like oh that event you came (laughs) up to like you like came up and you're like I keep saying like my mantra like I deserve a seat at the table and I was like oh my god like I don't know why that stuck with me but it did and so I feel like how I see it is you deserve a seat at the table you have to believe that and you have to live life knowing that because everyone is faking it till they make it truly I feel like you can get at the top and you're just it's you truly, still don't know what you're doing yeah like it's truly just like we are drawn to people who are confident you deserve a seat at the table Hannah. you were invited for a reason oh my God, I yes. love that I totally I, forgot no, I, I seriously that. love it she I honestly always all the time. I know I really do so thank wow. you for um opening that channel into my life um, it's so it is like powerful though because like no one is gonna like pull the seat out for you. Yeah, no one's you gonna like, to like just show I invited up myself it. to that event. By the way, I, everybody, oh God, I remember that. I remember that. I invited myself to the Paris oh Hilton Revolt You're event. Honestly, iconic. I literally but was in town. Good for you. Yeah, I was in LA. I literally remember this. I had a place to sleep, <laughs> so and perfect. my friend was in town staying at her cousin's house, and she's like, "Just spend the night. We'll get dinner." And I was like, "I actually have a place to sleep, and I hear there's a Paris Hilton event happening tonight." And you went, and okay, I literally so just emailed her. No, it is. You just, the way I look at it is like, it is not their responsibility to remember me every time they have an event. Like as much as I would love that, like like, I'm not there yet. I'm not even close to being there. Like, like, thank you. (laughs) If I believe that like what I'm doing is legit, I believe that I'm meant to be here. I like believe Mm -hmm. I have a seat at the table. Like Mm -hmm. why would I not just ask? Well, I love this. I mean, the point of the podcast is to motivate and I hope we did that because... I feel this like motivated yes. me. I know. This motivated. I feel I love good. This. It'll be in the description, but can you guys please like give your like handles mm-hmm. and the podcast and all that jazz before we sign off? Yeah. Okay. I am she styles what on Instagram. Danielle glands on TikTok as of now. I need to like figure that out. Um, <laughs> you need to brand. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, and then yeah, our podcast is the Influence Community. Awesome. So I'm Alyssa Larson on Instagram and TikTok yeah and the podcast and, is, the podcast and then you guys are on Netflix. spotify and apple yeah yes mm-hmm. awesome yeah. yeah thank you so Yay, much thank you we're signing off bye guys bye. bye thank you so much for listening i hope you enjoyed the episode and i hope you leave here feeling motivated and inspired do not forget to rate and review the pod on apple Podcasts and spotify and don't forget to follow how i see it pod so you can keep up with podcast updates and see who's coming on next And if you're not already, come join the fam and follow at How Han Sees It. Thank you, guys.